Yeah, this is Clayton from Mountaineer, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Clayton's here. What's up, guys? How you hey, doing? sorry we're late. Chris fucked everything up, so it's his fault. Hey, no worries. Anyway, I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Chris, the, the guy who's late, as usual. Nice to meet you, man. Sorry. Yeah, likewise. Sorry, I got stuck in the traffic between the kitchen and the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have too many excuses these days, right? Yeah. No. Why are you late? Yeah. Well, I was between beers. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he got pulled over drinking and driving between the kitchen and the living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? You guys doing okay? Yeah, yeah, we're doing all right out here, man. It's uh, it's been on lockdown for a while, but uh, it sounds like things are well. They've extended the shelter in place in California, but uh, construction is open back up, so people are some people are getting back to work. Got to keep those people so. off the fucking beaches out there, though. Yeah, that's Southern California. That's different, man. I'm from Northern California. Gotcha. Southern California. Yeah, it's it's a whole. That's a different. That's a different world over there. <laughs> it, it looks so, like it. So, for those not familiar with Mountaineer, and I do this with uh, m- many of the bands that we talk to, can you give us a two room boardroom pitch? A two room boardroom, not a two room. Oh my god! You can tell I've been. <laughs> Doing this too long today. He's Can you been, give us a he's been drinking rum since nine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us a two sentence boardroom pitch about Mountaineer? Sorry. Oh, uh, two sentences. Jeez, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Mountaineer is a band from California. That's. Jeez, uh, I'm not a good sales guy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is our uh, Bloodletting is the album that's coming out that we're promoting right now, and that's it's the third album that we've done, uh, released by Lightforce Records from Germany, and um, we think it's pretty good. So maybe you want to check it out. Awesome, I'll take that. I know. I guess I'm. I mean, I'm looking at your Facebook page, and I've done a little bit of research. Sludgy, kind of doomy, but not not really defined by both of those exclusively right there's some some more poppy elements in it as well i think so yeah i think it's uh uh i think i think it's heavy i think this new record's heavier than some of the stuff we've done in the past it's kind of leaned more towards like post-rock post-metal but like it's heavy but there's a lot of like emotional like pretty kind of feely stuff right What's it like um, trying to put a record out in the middle of all this chaos? Is I mean, obviously, it's different from the last three, right? The whole process. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's kind of we're learning as we go along. Uh, I mean, initially, I mean, it, you know, the album was slated for the release and uh, with distributors and all that. There wasn't really any backing out or, or postponing it. So, um, you know, our cards were all in and. Um, you know, initially I figured that uh, people are just sitting at home, sitting on their hands, and that yeah. a lot, you know, more people would have time to to check out new music, and um, writers and and reviewers might have more time to to you know listen to things that they yeah. might not have. Otherwise. 
um, which may be the case. It's a little hard uh, to know the metrics right now. But um, on the other hand, you know, you can't play live. So we had a tour plan for July that we had, you know, postponed. And um, I, I don't know if I, I think record sales are down because people are just they're buying you know, flour and toilet paper and shit. And, and <laughs> no, they're right. not buying flour. They're buying toilet paper. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so weird. What's what you can and can't get these days, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, we'll, we'll have to see how it shapes out and make the best of it. I saw a riot in Costco the other day. I, I went in and they had one pallet of Clorox wipes and it was like, it was like the worst metal mosh pit I've ever been in. I was just like, man, these people are going nuts. No one's social distancing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. A, dude. When it when it comes down to this, it's a roll of toilet paper. All humanity has gone away. <laughs> well, I'm it's not wiping true. my ass with Clorox wipes. I'll tell you what. <laughs> unless unless you're into bleaching your asshole, if you're into that kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. say that. <laughs> Rejecting bleach. Oh, God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to keep it not political. I should not have gone there. Yeah. Hey, I saw most people using corn cobs to wipe their asses. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm not you, sure about that. Clayton, have you listened to this podcast before? <laughs> yeah, I, I did, man. I did, I my, did a little bit of uh, homework. And you agreed to do it still. That's great. <laughs> I was hoping we'd, we'd talk about food uh, more than music, but I don't know. I, I, judging from the podcast, it seems like it's more music-centric than... Uh, oh, than we do both. Know, sometimes we talk about neither. I got a question for you. Oh, God. Hold on. So if a number two pencil... Hold on. Let me get, let me get this totally correct. Just give me a second. Oh, uh, we're going to totally fuck them up. A metal podcast let's, about let's pencils? About yeah, let's talk about food first. Right? <laughs> Is cereal a soup? No. Why? Because uh, soup is hot. And cereal no, no, no. Is cold. So, but see, your theory goes right out the window because what about <laughs> gazpacho or borscht? Uh, okay, yeah. Or ceviche. Is ceviche soup? See? I, I would say so. So that's one for the host then, right? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, is, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Not if it's in a hot dog bun. But if it's but on bread. Well, what's the difference? A little piece that holds the two buns together? Would you call that the hymen of the hot dog bun? If that's a hymen of the hot dog bun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go no. I, I just don't think so. Yeah. All right. So here's my original question. Since we're not talking about music or food or we anything. We should be talking about fucking music. Should be if a number two pencil is the most popular pencil in the world, why is it still number two? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me Google it. <laughs> That's cheap. <laughs> the rule rule number one, no dead air. Oh wait, <laughs> no dead th air. this is a podcast, so we can edit it out. <laughs> Shit. And it's a podcast but absolutely nothing, so we're good. Yeah. All right, one more ridiculous one. Usually I get to these at the end, but we're going to front load this one. Why are there no B batteries? B batteries? Yeah, B as in boy. Why are there no B batteries? Why can't I go to the grocery store and say I need B batteries for my flashlight? That is weird, huh? They skipped right over B. 
I mean, I but we got like double A, triple A, single A, but no B, and then we go straight to C and D. Yeah. Why not E? I, guess I don't know. How did infinity yet? Oh my god. I'm going to find the person that's inventing the E battery and I'm fucking, I'm investing. There you go. Yeah. You should uh, trademark it. Yeah. I have a feeling there's somewhere, somewhere in the Bay Area. You got any hookups? <laughs> yeah. Let me call up uh, Mark Zuckerberg and see what he has to say. I don't think anyone's going to find him. He's, he's, he's feeling sorry for himself in quarantine in his fucking billion dollar mansion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, lucky Chris doesn't live there. He'd have been really late getting to the podcast. The kitchen to the the den would have been a mile. <laughs> hey. Okay. So let's go back to Mountaineer. That's kind of a novel idea. That's why we're here. It's kind of interesting. That's why we're here. So, what is your writing process like? Are you guys all writing together? Like, you know, well, not now, but usually in a room together, like bouncing things off the old fashioned way? Or are you mostly electronic and taking advantage of that kind of stuff oh well for the first two records it was mainly myself and and our singer um writing and we i, I demo at home i've got a recording set up in like my spare room so that's how we did the first couple of records and then we had friends fill in on drums and other instruments and stuff but it was mainly me um doing like all the guitars and bass and uh but for this new record um probably about a year and a half ago we were like shit man because it's not sustainable to do that for like playing live for playing right. shows so um we we met uh we met and kind of rounded out our lineup um and got we got lucky we got some good writers in the band now a guy named isaac guitar player and a guy named forrest so now we're up to three guitars we're a six-piece band and um and the new record was written, probably half of it was written the way I usually do, which is kind of just demoing it out at home. And mm -hmm. then the other half of the record was was demoed out by Isaac. And and then the, the songs were kind of loosely structured, but then we got into a room and, and hammered it out um, as a group. So it was, kind of, it was definitely a lot more of a collaborative effort uh, this time around. Are you guys, when you're... When you're writing, um, are you writing for fans like a, a takeaway? Is there a message or something you want fans to walk away from after listening to a Mountaineer record or something to think about? Yeah, yeah. Each record has had kind of a just like a loose overarching theme that's usually decided on bef before we start writing. Um, for Bloodletting, it was kind of like a... I mean, these are, it's, it's real, like, it, it's not a concept, like an A to B story type of thing, but just more a, a general, um, this, this is the, this is the sentiment that we want to write towards. Mm -hmm. Um, so for bloodletting, it was, it, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know, man, it's weird. I, Facebook is fucking weird. Um, it, it, it's strange to me that like people that you haven't seen in 20 years can just pop up in your messenger and like, that's what happened. I, I don't know. I, I got, I got some people that from when I was in my early twenties, I had like some bad times and bad experiences. And, uh, I just had people kind of showing back up into my life and like wanting to pick back up where things had left off. And I'm right. a totally different person you now. Uh, I don't relate to who I was then. And I certainly don't really have any, any desire to rekindle any weird old relationships or friendships and stuff like that. So, 
to me that that was the impetus for um the fact that it's okay to say you know hey i'm i don't need this um and and kind of uh, it, it, it's okay to reinvent yourself and um uh yeah that, that was kind of that's kind of how it started and then from there i think everyone kind of brought their own their own uh version of that sentiment mm-hmm. and and so that that's kind of the general like all, all the lyrics and musically we write you know this album all the albums really we've written to be sort of like um like a movie soundtrack so it's got to have flow the music has to flow like song but you know, from song to song, the whole album just has to have a good, like, cinematic flow to it, and uh, so that—that's how we—that's how we wrote it. That was sort of the direction that we took with this one. Do you guys write a lot of songs and then have to filter it down to the ones that make the record, or do you just write enough for the record? Um, th- yeah, there's a lot. Actually, a lot of stuff that gets kind of shelved or just like, no, nah, that doesn't fit, or that's not right for this. Um, so there is some filtering going on for sure. Okay, Chris. Um, I actually was really enthralled with that. What you were just talking about there, about people showing up on Facebook like from twenty years ago, and they're like, "Hey, remember that time?" And you're like, "I really don't want to remember that time." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. like it's so it's invasive. Yeah, it's like I've forgotten about that on purpose. And now you're bringing it back up again. It's like, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I grew up in like a super redneck part of Canada. And then I, when I moved to Vancouver, I kind of left that all behind and it was really good. And and then people just show up all the time and they want you to kind of relive those things. And you're like, well, I don't really want to remember that. It's fucked up. So that's that's a cool thing to write about because I think that that's something that a lot of people probably relate to in a big way. Yeah, I would think so, man. Um, yeah, you know, and, and again, the, the album isn't about fa- Facebook or or social media. It's it's definitely like that was that was kind of like the the spark that sort of set the idea on fire, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's an interesting thing, man. It is. And, um, it's, it's, it, you, you're making me think, which is a good thing. Is that, do you kind of intend that with your music as well, where you try to start making people think about things or do you want people to just kind of interpret more? Uh, I mean, I, I love the idea that, I mean, some of my favorite, like, you know, quote, concept records like maiden records like power slave for instance like that like i I love it that it's it's a concept and and but it's kind of it's open to interpretation you can you know i remember being a kid and like reading through the lyrics and looking at the you know the album artwork and everything and kind of it isn't it isn't explicitly told to you what you need to think but you kind of you make your own sort of meaning for it yourself and i love that um and i think that that's like if if you can get people to do that then you've done something really special um so i I, you know i don't i'm not comparing mountain hair to um iron maiden or or anything like that no but i get it i understand that totally yeah and power slave was a classic record yeah Uh, yeah. but not my favorite though i love the one before that peace of mind peace of mind 
That was my favorite. I think those two records are probably the best Maiden records. Yeah. And we're probably in- insulting three of our fans or all three of our fans. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody loves uh, the ones later. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Seven Son of a Seven Son. Yeah. That, and those are good, but I still, I mean, I love the uh, Power of Slaves and the one before that, uh, Peace of Mind. Give me Aces High and I'll rock all fucking yeah. day. I like to tame a land from peace of mind. My God. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they did no wrong from, I, I wasn't a fan of killers and uh, the first two records with Paul Diano and vocals. Right. It was a little, I just got it. I think that was a little before my time, but when I got into them, yeah, I mean the, the, the Bruce Dickinson records, like pretty much all bangers up until, and I love seven son of a seven son. But after that, uh, like fear of the dark and shit. Uh, yeah, a little beyond. I mean, they're still good, and I won't turn them off. But I mean, to me, like Chris said, classic Maiden is is probably those two records are probably my favorites. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if Steve Harris is playing bass, life is pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, those guys are amazing. <laughs> yeah. <Anyways>. Unbelievable. <laughs> How do we keep Anyways. getting sidetracked, Bruce? Fuck. Stay know, on topic. But, but listen. So if you're at a movie theater, how do you know which armrest is yours? Uh, it's the one on the left. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just elaborate know that. Why? No, you just know that. Common knowledge. Uh, be, I googled it really fast. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm left-handed, so it's so that you know it makes sense. So the, the left think, one has got. I think left-handed is a sign of genius. By the way, you do. Okay, I do. All right, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, take it. Take it all you can. Uh, are you guys going to, do you plan on doing any live streams for your fans? You know, we haven't even talked about that. Um, I got I, I guess it wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, some of us are semi tech savvy. Um, <laughs> pull something like that off. I don't know if people really want to see our fucking mugs, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We we've got more stuff in the pipeline. Uh, we've got actually a bunch of content for this record uh, that we. The last couple of records we did, like we had a video made per record, um, and never like a uh, one with the band in it. It's usually just like the videos have been kind of abstract and uh, artsy. Mm-hmm. But we actually got two videos. Like one is the actual like performance video where we're like faking like we're playing and. Um, and then we've got kind of some, some, uh, I think there, man, there's like four videos and then our singer put together like a making of documentary. We had like GoPro footage from the recording sessions. And then like he went around and interviewed all the guys and collaborators on the record and put this really amazing, actually like 13 minute little mini documentary thing. So that, I think that's going to come out like in a press release next week. We've got another video uh to be released so we've got content coming out for the record which i feel good about like we're trying to do as much as we can for this one um but i don't know live like i, I don't know i can't wrap my head around the the, the live stream thing yet <laughs> yeah we we just interviewed a black metal band and and like i was thinking to myself how would they do like a live stream and i was like acoustic guitar with black metal vocals i was like how does that yeah how does that work <laughs> You know, so, so I'm curious because, you know, like 
my my freaking news feed is filled with DJs hooking up their turntables to, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, I don't want to see this. Like, I could just turn on a, I could just go to Spotify or YouTube or whatever and listen to music. I don't need someone to spin it for me on YouTube, on Facebook or whatever. But, right. you know, there's a lot of bands that are doing like um, special performances of whatever, you know? So I'm just wondering... Because everyone's, like you said, everyone's kind of going through this process and learning as as it happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Like, how are you going to kind of try to get over this this hump of having to stay at home and not tour? Yeah, I man, it's weird. You know, we haven't historically been very much of a touring band. Um my, my previous bands were pretty heavy into touring. And so it's not, I'm not a stranger to it, but, um, but it's, it's fucking, uh, you know, I hate to sound like this because with the way the world is, this is like really, this is really inconsequential, but um, you know, the whole point of like filling out our lineup and getting a six piece so that we can actually play. Cause the music, I don't know if you've listened to it, but there's a lot of layers of guitar. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So to create, just to like to to give it a good um i don't know to to be able to pull it off live like we had to really go through a bunch of trial and error getting the right people in and it took a long time to flesh it out and get a set list and get tight and and we were like you know we actually put in the effort to book a tour and and then all of a sudden this happened so it's kind of like it's it's disappointing but I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, I really, I hadn't thought about the whole, like, let's do a live stream thing or whatever. Maybe it's worth looking into, oh, I, but fortunately, you know, fortunately this isn't like any of our jobs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, you know, this isn't by any means like our source of income or something like that. So, um, in a way, I, you know, in a way that's kind of cool too, because you can write music to write music instead of having to, kind of be a slave to the grind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, as much as it'd be fun to, well, I think would be fun to like play music for a living. Uh, man, you really have all your eggs in one basket. And if that basket, it's a fragile basket, I think. Hell yeah. I, yeah. The stress level on, on being like, uh, quote unquote, like professional musician seems, kind of ridiculous i think I'd, i i i like the fact that um we can we can write and record albums and that are mean something to us and not have to worry about the monetizing of it and all that and right um yeah so cool bruce you got anything else I don't. Uh, I think that was a pretty insightful conversation, and yeah. it's a shame you're having to release this record during this all the stuff. But I hope uh, it all goes well, and uh, hopefully we'll catch you on the road somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks a lot, guys, for taking the time um, and uh, and showing interest. I appreciate it. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. 
You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.